Hey, everybody. Welcome to Don't Make Me Come Back There. We are a funny podcast about family. My name is Dustin Nickerson. Mm -hmm. I'm a stand-up comedian yes. and the host of the aforementioned podcast. And alongside me in uh -huh. studio yes. is Stephen English. <laughs> Stephen English is the co-host, producer, and a stand-up comedian in his own right. Oh, yeah. Uh, alongside me in studio. And, of course, by studio, I mean a 2012 Honda Accord Whoa. that I recently purchased from my father, who sold it to me for above Kelly Blue Book value. <laughs> shout out. I mean, who's Kelly even? Shell, you know what shout I'm out, Who's Kelly even? I, we, I think we said this is our fifth vehicle. We've recorded in yeah. Old Rusty. We've recorded in your car. My Prius. I recorded in a rental with Tim Hawkins. Yes. Uh, in a tour bus. That counts as a vehicle. Did I record in a tour bus? Yeah. I mean, they don't know, man. You just I don't think it. I did. I don't think I've ever done a bus one. Oh, gosh. All no. Right. So, this is the third. so this is fourth. Yeah, this <laughs> is the fantastic fourth. Uh, thank you, Backseaters, for tuning back in. And uh, we are always excited to, 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 to talk to you guys. Uh, we appreciate like talking to you guys when you don't talk back. And that's not <laughs> true. We have voicemails and emails and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, before we get to all of that, we want to remind you guys of a partnership that we're doing with the San Diego Croc Center. San Diego Croc Center, for those of you guys who don't know, I worked with for five years. I loved it. I love the work that I loved working there, but I also love the work that they do in the community. And they're in the middle right now of their Heroes Campaign. Um, well, the Heroes Campaign... They're, they're taking uh, May and June to set to raise $105,000 to raise funds for families and individuals in need uh, in their community to get them involved with their life-changing programs. These are programs like swim lessons, ice skating. Uh, there is uh, fantastic programs for dance and martial arts, music, all kinds of fantastic stuff. And those are programs that we want anyone and everyone to be a part of who's in the uh, area of the Croc Center. And uh, not everyone can. There's financial limitations, and that's where you guys come in, Backseaters here, to help make a donation to the Heroes program uh, to get some folks uh, you know, involved in these programs. So yeah. in order to do that, all you have to do is text Backseat, that's one word, to 41444, Backseat. Uh, one word to 41444. Four, four. Exactly, and that'll give you the prompts on how to go ahead and make a donation there. Uh, a lot of you guys have already made donations. Thank you so much, but we need more. Because uh, What do we got? Two more episodes in June? Come on, Backseaters. You guys got this. Let's go ahead it. and uh, make a donation Let's and, do and support some folks uh, in need and get them in plugged into a great place. Now, that said, we are continuing on in our summer series today, our summer family series. We always talk at yeah. all things family, but we've talked family reunions, we've talked vacations, we've talked road trips, we've talked theme parks, uh, all kinds of fantastic stuff. And today, oh, we talked VBS. Thank you for all those great VBS things. And today, we are talking summer camp. I don't know if there is a much more iconic thing when you think about summer uh, as a child, summer as a teenager, even summer <laughs> as a parent sending your kids away to summer camp. And we're talking uh, all things summer camp with a one Johnny W. Johnny W. is a stand-up comedian in addition to being a former uh, summer camper. Okay. Summer camp counselor. Okay. And summer camp uh, entertainer. Triple threat. He, he's really, he's the secretariat of, of the camp. triple crown of, of camps. Of camps. Uh, Johnny is a very funny comedian, and we recorded this podcast in a green room in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were doing a show up there. I just did shows in Gurney. It's like that Gurney. Mm -hmm. You know how certain um, cities, like, it's really important to them that you say the name they, they you right. say it right. You got to say it right. Do you know of any other ones? There's, like, Louisville. Louisville, yeah. Do you, you know Zoltan's joke on that? Louisville. 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 <laughs> and he goes, I can't say it right. I have too many teeth. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good joke. Uh, Boise. Do you know how the locals say Boise? Uh, I, no, I did not. Boise. Boise? Boise. Yeah. The only one that has a crazy uh, one, like mispronunciation that has convinced the country is mobile. That's not how you mobile, say that. Yeah. That word is mobile. Mo mo yeah, what's mo I, yeah. Oh, I was mobile. Yeah, no, it's Mobile, Alabama, because they have like French roots, uh, so they try and sell that like their fancy right. Alabama, right. which is like a bedazzled <laughs> tractor. Well, I always and think about Mobile as the the Riviera of the United States. Do you? Yeah, the the American Riviera. I think oh about yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. I like that they try, because Mobile does try to pawn itself off as like a fancier town. 
And I'm like, you can't just change the pronunciation of a word and make it nicer than it is. Like, right. do you live in a, do you live in a trailer? No, no I, live I live in a mobile home. I live <laughs> yeah. in a mobile home in National City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are you living right now? Actually, I'm home, Elise. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm what? Oh, you're homeless. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. a homeless. Yeah, I individual. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we, uh, Gurney is one of them. We were. I did. I, I think I was the only comedian in history to do that three day run. I went to Gurney, Waukesha, and then Winnipeg. Okay. And then I'm home tonight. This is right before. This is the night before this thing comes out. So yeah. I am. Uh, we're. I'm fresh. I'm not fresh. I'm the opposite no. He of fresh. stinks. Hey, he stop it. Stinks. You know what? I can smell the Lacroix on your breath. So. <laughs> Anyways, Johnny, uh, you can give him a follow on uh, social media. He on Instagram is at Johnny W Comedy. That is J O N N I E Johnny W Comedy. You can also follow him on Twitter at at Johnny uh, underscore W. Also, Johnny himself has a podcast, and that is called Talk About That, uh, where him and an author, John, uh, John Driver, sit down with uh, with each other and talk funny, personal, real-life conversations with each other. Uh, and wherever you check out podcasts, uh, you know, wherever you listen to this one, I bet you can go listen to that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So go check that out with Johnny. Before we get into your guys' voicemails, we ask you guys to uh, call in and leave some voicemails about your camp experiences. I want to read a couple emails on some other episodes that we've done, uh, some other topics. Uh, first, this is this is great. Somebody sent us an email about their most embarrassing plane story. Oh yeah, this yeah, is yeah. from this John. Is fantastic. John wrote, "Hey, I love the podcast. Uh, my radio broke in my truck, and I'm too cheap to fix it. Great start. Uh, so I enjoy listening to it. Da, 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 da. I was listening to your podcast episode with Zoltan, where you shared a story about how you accidentally took your shirt off on the plane. Classic story on the pod. I laughed out loud, but I have one that will top that." I had been in Uganda for three weeks. I got on the plane to come home and fell asleep immediately as the plane took off. After a few hours la later, I woke up <laughs> to find that my face <laughs> was directly in the breasts of the lady next to me, <laughs> who I did not know. <laughs> this next sentence. As I extricated myself from her bosom. <laughs> This is very clinical, very <laughs> clinical way of saying that. Yeah. I realized I had been drooling, <laughs> leaving oh. some residue on her shirt. I oh. immediately apologized and mortified. The worst part about the experience wasn't that I had my face buried in a woman's breast that I didn't know. But then when I apologized, she said, oh, it's OK. I knew you needed to sleep. So I left you there. <laughs> So don't feel so bad about showing your nipples off on the plane. Keep right. doing the great work. Enjoy all that coverage. That's the best plane story I've ever yeah, heard. That's How about <laughs> that woman as woman of the year? That's very nice. That's so nice. I've gotten into shouting matches over the armrest before. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this lady. Snuggled up. He took, he took a nap. Like on yeah. her, you know that's a mom. Oh who's yeah, like yeah, yeah, he yeah. needs it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for being a backseater, and thank you for that phenomenal story. Uh, also, following up on some uh, Lego, uh, the uh, episode with Paige talking about Legoland. <laughs> this is funny. This email comes from Annie. Annie said, "I live in rural Midwest, and every year my kids' school take field trips to the dump. Three cheers for the Lynn County Solid Waste Agency and, <laughs> and their disgruntled staff. I like to think these field." trips uh, uh, are more about where life choices will take you and less about recycling. <laughs> Boom. Wow. I mean, what a day, too. Like, you're, you're already working at the dump, and then one day they're like, hey, tomorrow there's going to be a bunch of fourth graders that hate being here. Oh, man, it's going to be a zoo, you're, yeah. you're, and you're going to be the animals. <laughs> okay, last email. Uh, this one comes from Emma. Hello, I just got done listening to the Family Reunion podcast, and I just have to tell you about one of my Family Reunion memories. When I was a kid, we had more family reunions than we do now, but we are trying to pick it back up. We were having a family reunion with my dad's side of the family this year, this particular year. My grandfather's brother was divorced, okay? Nice. But had just been recently remarried. All right, it's getting juicy. <laughs> no one had ever met this woman because we weren't invited to the wedding. All right. Yeah. Well, it was Thanksgiving, so everyone brought a dish to share like a potluck. She made a fudge pie. Nothing looked off about this pie in, uh, in appearance. Fudge pie is one of my family's favorite pies, so everyone immediately gravitated towards it. When I looked 
took my first bite, I noticed something didn't taste right. I began looking around at my family, who was also eating it, and they were giving disgusted faces like me. Finally, someone pinpointed why it tasted so bad. She had dumped her ashtray into the pie. Yo, <laughs> what's what? You know what? This woman might be uh, like, she's next level with it because not only did she. she she went through and said, what is their favorite family pie? <laughs> she could have made any pie. Yeah. Rhubarb, pineapple. You think it was on purpose? Pe- this was like that. Oh, that's- yeah. She went to like, she was like, let me make a pie that, that's undeniable. She went through <laughs> and did all the research on what was the pie that no one's going to say, yeah. no one's going to blink at. You're and right. going to want to eat. You're right. And then she messed it up like that bad. Oh. Like this woman is honestly kind of a genius she's a genius and an she's evil a genius yeah, yeah an evil genius yeah yeah yeah. anyways i've never had anything like that i mean there's plenty of ashtrays around at my family reunions <laughs> and i'm sure there's been tons of ashes like in food yeah, incidental always, incidental, incidental. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah when i would uh uh when i would visit my grandma's we would like everything would smell like smoke when we oh home. yeah you know you don't realize it until you leave and you're like my suitcase smells like it <laughs> and it's plastic <laughs> i have a plastic suitcase yeah, that yeah, smells yeah. of nicotine and smoke yeah. so anyways well thank you for sharing that now let's get to some voicemails we asked you guys to call in and share some of your guys's camp stories with us um and uh, i haven't listened to these steven is right. our screener yeah so once again if you don't get on air um that's steven's well, fault i'm gonna say this we have so many uh, voicemails. You guys are so great. That we're gonna actually, I think we're gonna do, we're gonna do some this week, and we're gonna continue mm-hmm. next week because we had so many, and I don't want to like cut too many, so we're gonna right. do some this week, and we're gonna do some next week, right? Because honestly, we're not, we have, yeah, because yeah. we're not gonna have, we're yeah, we'll and continue. still leave some, yeah, because we can have some more for next week, but we're gonna save some for next week, and we would still like your your camp stories for next week, but we'll, we'll do a couple uh, right now. Backseaters, you guys are so great. We're gonna do four. To, it, we'll do four. So today. many. Let's it's do four so today. Hard we're gonna to do four. It's like spilling over. We yeah. need to put them in a munchie mug. We need to be. You <laughs> 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 didn't even see it coming. I, mm. They have to get more ethereal, these it's... sneaky ad things, because it, it can't make sense. If I'm like, oh, i got to have a mess, yeah. mess to clean up. I, I want people to really realize this. I, I'm when I when when these are all, this is all real. <laughs> I'm not I'm not the I'm not a smart person. No, I'm easy no. to trick. But it really does, like, I, I, because you started a store, you started an email, and I thought, I'm going to wait for it. It's going to be during the emails. Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew it was going to be during the emails. Well, I've done that trick before. And then, and then you lulled me to sleep. The only time you've ever caught me is when I tried the same trick with the email. But I lulled you to sleep. Here's my trick, is I don't know when I'm going to do it. (laughs) Is yeah. I that's because I, I can't because you, you can't, can't know, telegraph it. Yeah. You can't know if I can't know. Right. You right, know. Right. 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 <laughs> Anyways, guys, let me tell you about Munchy Mug, who just re-upped as oh, our sponsor. We love you guys God. so much, uh, Backseaters, and we love you, Munchy Mug. Mm. Munchy Mug is the best spill-proof cup on the market. It Fantastic is. product. Yeah. Uh, it's something that's going to get into your life, and it's making make your life less messy. You mm-hmm. got kids making messes in your house. I know mm-hmm. we got a lot of parents here. You get this snack cup, spills are over. It's going to make your life so much easier. Your kids are going to love it. My kids love it. Our kids sing about it. Munchy mug. That's <laughs> a, I wrote a slogan for them. We need yeah. to charge them more. Uh, <laughs> tons of great colors. Cool sensory experience made here in the USA. All you have to do is go to munchymug.com. That's M-U-N-C-H-I-E mug. Munchymug.com. Yeah. You're going to type in promo code don't make me. Yeah. You're going to get 25% off your order. In, in, in addition to that. Por ciento. <laughs> Uh, in addition to that, uh, you can um, uh, get free shipping. And oh, yeah. that's just for anybody. Yep. So there you go, guys. Just because they're cool like Check that. Check out munchymug.com. Let's get to some voicemails and hear some camp experiences. All right, here we go. Okay, our first uh, voicemail is from Timothy in... Timothy. Oroville, Ohio, I think? Uh, here we go. Or- Timothy in Oroville, Red somewhere. Hey, Dustin and Steven. This is Timothy from Oroville, Ohio. Calling. Hey, Nailed it. I don't have a lot of camp experience as a camper, but I do have some memorable moments as a counselor or a staff person at a camp. And one of those is when I got to be able to play Jesus in our weekly passion walk one time. Yes, I can literally say that I was crucified at summer camp. Oh, The worst part of it was trying to stay dead while the mosquitoes, a million mosquitoes were trying to bite me all over my body. Uh, Those kids couldn't get through 
first verse of Were You There When They Crucified My Lord Fast Enough For Me. Hey, I love the show. I'm uh, so grateful you guys are doing it. I, uh, I'm glad to call myself a backseater, even though I'm always in the front seat when I listen to you because I'm driving down the road doing my delivery. But thanks a lot. I look forward to hearing other people's stories this week. Thanks. Timothy, 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 man. That is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. The misguided passion thing which it's crazy they're doing that at summer that's not an easter thing they crucified him as jesus and he's laying there getting eaten alive by mosquito <laughs> that's commitment that's really some commitment to character that he didn't get up that guy really yeah really believed it I, that's some daniel day lewis stuff i right also there. like he said i got to like it was like everyone was clamoring to do that you were just the last one you were the last one at the thing and they're like no, oh hey, I, I bet he's get... right no i think you want to i think that's I, a you... big deal really yeah, no, yeah, man, no, you'd be I the think... narrator. No, you know, in the no, back no, no. The... Jesus, no lines, probably. You just, uh... you just, I don't know, I don't know, but that's a great story, <laughs> and good for you, buddy. That would have been amazing if he got up. Like, it would have ruined the whole thing. <laughs> hey, Jesus... I'm already risen. Yeah, it's already, uh, yeah. Jesus raised on Saturday morning. Three days, well, yada, 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 and here I am. All right. You get it. <laughs> all right. Why's Jesus got all those bumps on his arm? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our next uh, voicemail today comes from Joy from Florida. There oh. she goes. I wonder where in Florida. Did she just, say? No, just, just Florida. Just it's generally, just all around. State. She's just be... from around Florida. If you're near Tampa, I'm going to be there in the fall. No one cares, dude. All right. Oh, that's not true. Hey, guys. This is Joy calling from Florida. Hi, Joy from Florida. Um, I have a summer camp story uh, you for you. You mentioned maybe meeting famous people at summer camp. When I was, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, we mm-hmm. were going to a summer mm-hmm. camp in Jekyll Island, Georgia, and it was a Dawson McAllister camp. And I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's, you know, oh, a yeah. guy that did stuff on the radio, um, real popular in the late 90s, which is when this was, by the way. Um, at our camp, we had musical entertainment, and the entertainment that year was a young Chris Tomlin, who oh, at the my. time had to be 2021. <laughs> I bet you don't know who that is. Um, I do not but his stick at that time was yeah. country, so he was like country Chris, and of course all the girls <laughs> loved him. Oh, um, yeah, country. Again, Chris we were 15, 16 at the time, and <laughs> he was just out all the time playing kickball with everybody, all the games. But, you know, everybody thought we were going to get with that, even though get with that. no one would know what to do with it if they got with it. But besides the story. So for four or five camps throughout this two-year period, Chris Tomlin was the guy that was yes. always with Dawson McAllister. So we've seen him a million times, have all kind of pictures with him. And it's not till years later that, you know, he is the Chris Tomlin today. So mm-hmm. pretty interesting um, all our pictures with Chris Tomlin were wearing our most secular Christian artist shirts, like yes. MXPX and oh, yeah. Insiders and Supertones, because, you know, we were bad girls. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's as bad as we could be in 95. Yeah. So anyway. MXPX, so all right. Well, I enjoyed the um, podcast, and y'all have a great day. Bye. Joy, thank you so much, Joy. Joy, that was fantastic. And I just want you to know she did send me those pictures, and they're fantastic. Ooh. Yeah, put they're them really, on? really good. I don't know. We'll figure that out. We'll figure it out. We'll put it on, like, the, the Instagram or the... Something like that. We'll put on something. I don't know. I don't... Chris Tomlin could bury me. He could, <laughs> end, he could end my career. <laughs> it could be It could be over really quick. Joy, I, I, that my favorite is they all want to get, get with, with that, that, but they wouldn't know what to do if, if they, they got, got it. that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, my yeah, Joy really put a lot of stank on it there my, in the my middle. My girlfriend was from South was from South Kakalaki, South Car- we call it South Cac- South Carolina. Literally nobody calls it that. That reminded me so much of when, because <laughs> they they would say some stuff like that. She said, uh, "We," uh, and it made me say, "Mike could." You ever heard the term might could? It's like you don't want to say you might do it. You don't want to say you could do it. But you might could. You might could. <laughs> you might could. It's like the perfect it's like the it, the perfect scenario yeah. for when you don't really want to commit. I got it. You know? Well, thank you, Joy, for that. And I'm glad that you might could have been able to hook up with Chris. <laughs> you Tom might could have. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. Okay. Our last voicemail of the day is from Cassandra from Redlands, California, which I have been near so you're welcome cassandra i've been in that state <laughs> all right hey there this is cassandra from hey, redlands california oh, i have a story here. for the summer camp um, i went to summer camp every single summer and every in summer. this Everyone story I, so 
at our camp, we had a lake, right? And then mm-hmm. it had the blob. Standard. So if anybody remembers Here the blob, go. I feel like oh, the yeah. reference I know is from Heavyweights. That's the name yep. of the movie. Absolutely. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to pause this real quick because uh, Cassandra had left two voicemails. And the first one she left, she said, it's from the movie Fat Camp. <laughs> and then she said it twice. Dude, and I was like, I don't know a movie called Fat Camp. Uh, I looked it up. There's no, there's a documentary called Fat Camp, which bro, is not what she's talking about. Why you gotta Why you <laughs> gotta then, sell her out well, like no, that? And then in the middle of it, I guess she says something about her gardener, and she's having a whole conversation <laughs> for like an extra minute oh, of dang. the voicemail with her gardener about something. That is making Cassandra. Because she's just, just barking orders at her gardener. She says for the movie Fat Camp. You know that camp. kid where they send the fat kid. She fat said camp. it twice. Fat, fat camp. camp. All right, all right, all right, all right, Cassandra. We're going back to your thing. Let's keep going. So we had a blob, and the rules of the blob were you had to have somebody launch so you similar who was weight. within like a 20-pound right. weight, weight yeah. difference. Like, like it couldn't be more than 20 pounds. <laughs> so, but we wanted to see how high I could get launched <laughs> in the air. So I lied about my weight. A woman lied about her weight? No way. And heavier than I really was. Yeah. Oh, she said she was heavier. And no, she lied heavier, about yeah. his weight and said that he was 20 pounds oh, man. lighter than he really was. Right. So we actually had like a 60-pound oh. weight difference. And so, anyway, so I, you know, I get on, I'm in the front, I'm waiting, he then jumps, he launches me, and I launch so <laughs> high in the air that I, like, go past the lifeguard tower, which is super high. I look around, and everyone in the camp, like, turned and gasped, and we're like, oh my god, that's all I heard was, oh my god, <laughs> and then I fell so hard into the water that I got yes. bruises where like all the straps in my bathing suit were. Next thing I know, lifeguard is jumping in the lake to make sure I was alive. Anyway, I but I do love your guys' podcast. I think it's hilarious. It gets me through my day. I don't want to be that guy that now takes the opportunity <laughs> to like thank you guys just because I'm all oh, the all this. Oh yeah. But I do love you guys. So anyway, oh, have a good day. Yeah. Bye. Cassandra, Cassandra just thank if you, you want to you yeah. and your gardener. If you want to say nice stuff about us, just so you know. Guys, the voicemail. We started this for as a needy reason. thing. Yeah, 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 we started, yeah, yeah. This was a definitely a needy thing. Please start the voicemails with yeah, how much you, you love us. we're stand-up comedians, right? Yeah. You're like, you know it would be great <laughs> if some strangers affirmed me this evening. <laughs> yeah. I don't look at every post I put on Facebook like three times a day and see like, oh, that's only got 50. Mm, uh. I usually get more than that. But. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for your voicemails. We're going to do a few more next week. Yeah, uh, keep leaving them. Keep leaving them. Yeah. And then... Uh, enjoy this episode as we talk. It's over. The episode's already started. It's not like the episode starts out. We already talked a bunch of summer yeah. camp. Enjoy as we talk some more summer camp with comedian and friend Johnny W. Uh, thanks so much, guys. And that voicemail number. 619-292-8787. keep saying seven. you're going to hire Oh, my dad. dad is here. All right. Should I'm we not, have him come sing it right now? Not right now. I got to right. go home. All right. <laughs> All thank right. you, guys. See you, guys. You have like the, uh, you're, you are like a, this is a weekend usually in the life of Dustin Nickerson is what you're doing right now. I'm doing the, yeah, East Coast to West Coast, back to the East Coast, except you would start West. I would start West. You exactly. Yeah, you had the extra trip. It, this is one of those, my agent doesn't own a globe yeah, weekends. Absolutely. Uh, to quote Ron White. Yeah, and we have the same agent, so this is <laughs> uh, really a reflection on him. But it's okay because both these shows have been so lucrative. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to lead to great future yeah, work. Absolutely. Here we are. In, so we are recording in, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, which has a spectacular amount of... It's vowel to non-vowel ratio mm-hmm. is pretty high for a city. It is. Uh, a lot of vowels. It's just really... And a, and a variety of them. Mm-hmm. We have the A and the E and the U. And that's really... I mean, when you get three-fifths of them. <laughs> it's really impressive. Uh, and when we're, we're, we're doing a show here... Um, <laughs> Comedy I, night with I noticed, Dustin Nickerson, Johnny W. And I noticed when I saw you. Yeah. First off, you seem tired in our text messages. Right, I, there, you, <laughs> I was. <laughs> I evoke tiredness over text. That's like interesting. The little the little dot thing would be up there for yeah. too long based on how long mm-hmm. of a sentence. I do that. Was. I judge people's bubbles. <laughs> I judge the text bubble. Like, are you like, wait a minute. A lot? Or when they stop altogether and then don't respond, you're like, wait a minute. You were. I saw bubbles <laughs> five minutes ago. What's your deal? This actually, this is an interesting segue into because what I there's a lot that I want to talk about today, all under the vein of summer camp, of which you were a camper, mm-hmm. a counselor, yeah, and you have been an entertainer, yeah. Have you ever been a speaker? 
Uh, yes. Like where you were not there to tell funnies. You were well. A I was there. I was brought in as whatever. But then they said, "Hey, can you stay and yeah. do a serious?" I've done whatever. all of that too. Uh-huh. Every yep. every element that you can do within camp, I've done. When I was last a youth pastor, which would have been like 2005, 2006, the battle was put you'll put away your cell phones. We would actually tell parents to tell your kid not to bring your cell phone to camp. Yeah, which now I think is unthinkable. Yeah, you just would have a, the kids would stay home. <laughs> they're like, they'd be like, no, I don't want to do it. Camp is not better. But than I remember that. Home. I remember that too. Yeah, I think that was the battle when I was the last a youth leader. Was we're gonna have kids turn their cell phones in or leave them in their backpack or right. whatever. Don't and bring them to the sessions. Just but now it's like, yeah, we're everybody's addicted to hearts and likes and everything. So there's there's no way they could unplug from that. Plus, I, they wouldn't be taking pictures of it all. Yeah, or yeah. It's not real. If they yeah, don't do which that. I suppose the youth group, depending on how social media savvy they are, they're probably yeah. like, eh, we want them to post about it. Here's the hashtag for the weekend, yeah, exactly. kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Any, any youth pastor worth his salary, his little salary. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you were a youth pastor. I knew you were on staff at a church. Uh, but I did not know that's what you did. Yeah, and that was the thing that I actually probably was best at was the retreats. Like I planned some good yeah. trips, yeah. and uh, they were you know retreats and camps, and just because I liked those a lot, and I was like, oh, well, we can make this fun and different and new. But uh, with the cell phone thing, you know, it's like um, you remember Zoolander? Yeah. There's that scene. It wouldn't Zoolander come out in the late '90s mm-hmm. where there where Matilda Matilda was like. Oh, why don't you just turn off your phone? Yeah. And Zoolander's like, turn off our phones. Like they'd say it's like the most preposterous thing <laughs> right. ever. And it was meant to be like, isn't this ridiculous that yeah. somebody like they're the idiots of the movie. Somebody would be that addicted to their phone. And now that's how we all react. Yeah. Like, turn off our phones. Yeah. <laughs> Are you insane? Yeah. There's it's no like way. It's like a pacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> it's an emotional pacemaker. It is. It's like it's I look at what my daughter does with her blankie. Yeah, and that she has to so take it everywhere. A thing. Yeah. It's a total security thing. She rubs her face with it. Well, All the, the you... things that I do with my phone. <laughs> That's right. It's covered in germs. It is covered in germs. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the youth thing, I just did uh, filling in for your sick self. And uh, yeah, thank you for doing in Tampa. That. But that you, was uh, of which I said, Tampa. "Hey, how did it go?" And you said, "I got a standing ovation." I, I did, and you I could have said, "Good." No, but I'm just saying, like I was. I wasn't saying that to brag. I was saying that because I was. Pay me still. I was surprised. That's, I, that's hold on. I want to get that on air, not to make sure you have to do it. I don't mean <laughs> it like. I, <laughs> I just want to say like that's one of the most. This is to well, brag look, on you. Well, that's one look. of the most gracious things ever. I I was. Uh, if you follow me on anything, you know I've been talking a lot about diarrhea lately. Yes. And I could not get out. Uh, if it would have been in town, maybe, but I could not do a red eye cross country to go do a nooner for yeah. a bunch of teenagers in Florida. And yeah. Johnny filled in for me courageously, uh, <laughs> heroically. It was like Captain America picking up Thor's hammer. Man, that was... <laughs> and then said it went great. I got a standing ovation. Also, I still want to pay you to get paid, which is amazing. What a generous well, thing. Now look, everybody can Dustin, love you. you didn't have to say all that. But uh, yeah, I, just, you know, I don't know. Generous. I mean, when he I hasn't first... paid me yet. No, he... it's not happened yet. <laughs> but I've not been paid yet either. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? No, when I first started getting involved in around comics who were Christians, I was like, okay, well, some of this, some of these guys are kind of cheesy and old-fashioned and whatever. But then I'd see every now and again, I'd see like somebody really was great. And then a couple of times I saw somebody who I would hear a story about so-and-so got really sick uh, and had to miss a show. And then this other guy did the show for him again. And I was like, that's really cool. That's kind of what, yeah. that's how it should be. And so, yeah, whenever... Whenever uh, Kevin, our agent, called, I was yeah. just like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do it." And I was just like, "Just tell him I just want travel. Like, if they've already paid Dustin, like, I just want whatever the travel costs are." And he was like, "No, you need to get paid." And I was like, "Well, whatever." And then they restructured the whole deal, right? Put my name where your name was, and all right. that. But I was like, "I don't care." So yeah, I just, I don't know. It just feels like it's weird because it's not my show. I feel like it's not my gig. Well, so. it kind of got covered in red tape now, so it looks like you'll get the full pay. But you got all the emotional, uh, you know, payoff of me thinking you were going to pay. Right, me. I'm so not that... going to have to give you the money. So it's like, <laughs> what a what a neat thing I said I would do. <laughs> I'll keep you guys updated, backseaters, on future episodes on whether or not I ever get a check after our agent tithes out of it. That's right. That's yeah, true. But yeah, so back to the, even an event like that, like they are just telling kids to put their cell phones away yeah. seems like an impossible Well, that's what task. I was going to say. You do a youth event, you're fighting, even adults, you're fighting their phones. Yeah. 
the urge to sit still, the urge to look at your phone when you're sitting still and you know it's going to be an hour. Like I yeah. say, the other thing is like when they say go into this room of 2,500. Johnny checked his, his phone three times in this have, podcast. Go, this, go into this room of 2,500 students and talk for an hour into this microphone and good luck. Yeah. And they're all like, they're, they're already, the urge, like when you walk on stage, you're like, ah, seen it. And they, they immediately want to reach into their pockets. Yes. So yeah, that's why I said that. Like, I couldn't believe I got standing. Up. I was like, wow. Yeah. It was after lunch. It was after <laughs> lunch session. So they're all sleeping. Maybe they were celebrating. Maybe it was their first opportunity to celebrate lunch. I guess. And they're like, those fajitas. I felt were, like a superhero. Yeah. It was great. That's amazing. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's not the norm. That's not the norm that you think. Normally it's like, oh, great. Normally if you can just keep them from heckling or not heckling but helping you know they, they're yeah, helpful heckling, hecklers yeah marty simpson always says my buddy people always say like are there hecklers in clean comedy he's like yeah but they're all eight years old yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> which is a terrible heckler i i yeah it, it, and a lot of time like like i had a show last night in gurney and gurney and gurney. they uh they that's near chicago correct yeah exactly okay, yeah. and there was like there was like a family of five in the front right and they were not heckling, but they brought the loudest snacks in history. Oh, like, no. Like, and it went on. It, <laughs> Remember I was those like, bags of sun chips that came out a few years ago yeah. where they were trying to make the biodegradable, and they were extra loud? Oh. They literally had to discontinue <laughs> the bag. I think they had those, yeah, and they it turned the, up like, the volume It was like somehow. you were having to be that obnoxious, like, saving the earth over here <laughs> with my chips. <laughs> it was as loud as an environmental person so would be. So distracting. <laughs> I bet camps have one advantage in that it is hard to get reception out there. That's like true. a lot of time, like the very remote. Well, they camp. pitch the idea too, like we're you're going out here to be alone with the Lord. You're trying to hear from God, and you don't yeah. need this distraction. It's good, to, and you kind of well, sell even that the non-Christian life. camps too. Because I grew up going to like non-Christian camps, like through like the city and stuff. Right. And they're like just, I mean, we didn't have phones and stuff, but they're like just take it be in alone with, with friends in the yeah. environment and mm-hmm. you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like the remoteness is that's part kind of the of deal. Appeal. And you do kind of get into it as a, yeah. as a kid. You can be sold on. I it. went on a trip with my church to Bolivia, and uh, the, and they don't have the infrastructure to have like Wi-Fi that's reliable at all there. Yeah, and so it was down a ton, and we just ended up like sitting at the table talking with everybody that we knew. We right. deeply knew all these people, but suddenly like all these weird things started coming up in our past that we had no idea. You went there to school. You, you know that person, <laughs> oh. all because we didn't have our phones. Yeah, like distracting. This us. is how people used to get to know Pretty each cool. other. Yeah. yeah. There was this great meme going around. This was a while back of like people talking about like, oh, you know, uh, people are on their phones. They never talk to each other anymore. I wish it was how it used to be. And it was a picture of like a hundred people on the bus all covering their faces with newspapers. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it was. So I, I don't know if that's the same struggle. But when you were in your youth leader, you, yeah. youth pastor days, like yeah. I, I was right on the fringe of it. Right. And they their phones weren't as appealing anyways. Yeah. It was like they could maybe text, but all their friends were there anyway so it wasn't mm-hmm. uh wasn't even really a struggle I don't, I don't remember it being like a, a thing it wasn't smartphones yet even when i was a college pastor which was oh seven to oh uh eleven yeah like i remember it wasn't like I, smartphones were around but it wasn't so pervasive yeah it wasn't like that's the thing somebody was saying that the other day too on social media was like used to be you get a smart you finally got a phone that could go to all these millions of sites mm-hmm and, you know, because it started out, the internet was like four sites. And now the internet is only four sites. Yeah, exactly. We all go to four sites yeah. on the internet. Even though we could go anywhere we want. Yeah, they're all we owned all by go four, to four sites. sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's so weird how restrictive it is. But it wasn't that pervasive yet. And uh, I don't know. But, it, yeah, our meetings were very informal, though. Like, when I was a college pastor, it was, we met in my our house. We had food together. Right. It would be like almost like a devotional kind of a uh-huh. thing. We had a few worship songs. Sure. But, yeah, when I was a youth leader doing camps with youth then it was way before like right kids like a 14 year old would not have had a cell phone unless it was like the latchkey kid right right and our only (laughs) yeah so we had to all we had to do was worry about waivers that was our big thing yeah i was gonna say that you said i was so good at events i was like what about the paperwork the paperwork was the the thing the like It was the like kids not bringing the permission slips. Oh or whatever. gosh, and the kid with the meds. There's always a meds kid, and you're like, why do you even get to you're come? You're making the meds kid feel bad. <laughs> I was the meds kid. No, were you? no, I wasn't. I had an inhaler though for sure. Yeah. yeah, but I wasn't like allergic to everything. Yeah, yeah. The meds kid, I always felt like <laughs> I was glad he was coming. 
but I felt like uh, what I would do when my leader days, like when I was in charge of the whole trip, yeah. is I would take one of the leaders and I was like, I need you to be in charge of Med's kid. Like, because <laughs> uh, I'm too forgetful. Like, this, yeah. he's going to get stung by a bee. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, the EpiPen is in the van. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so one time I was on doing a camp. Uh, speaking of, in the, you reminded me when you said the van. So we, we were building, we were like doing... Uh, like Habitat for Humanity type builds in right. this community in uh, Savannah, Georgia. And then we went to Tybee Island on our big play day. Sometimes if you do this with a church, you're like, hey, we're going to paint houses. Then we're going to have and a day we're just for ourselves. we're going to go to a theme park. Right. Yeah. So then we did that, but we went to Tybee Island. So we're swimming in the ocean, and I'm driving one of the vans. I'd borrowed, uh, my brother runs a group home, so I'd borrowed one of their vans. Yeah. So we're driving. And so I go down, and I get into the ocean, and I put everything on the towel. I knew that I had. Yeah. And I get in the ocean, I'm like, did I put the van keys on the towel? Are these van keys? And it was one of those days where the riptide's just churning. The ocean's just <laughs> pulling you 20 feet down the minute you get in. And I'm like, because they're not in my pocket now. And I'm like, so I go walk back to the towel, finally get out, walk on, and it's not there. And I'm like, these keys are in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had AAA, and I called AAA, and they came. They, have any, they can come make a key for like the empty socket of your van. So by the time the kids were getting out of the ocean, yeah. I had a new key. And it was like a youth knew. leader like moment in history. I was like, nobody. I didn't have to like explain it. <laughs> it wasn't really that big of a deal. Everybody just get, loads in, and I'm starting the, with the brand new key. I'm they like, never wow. knew. They never knew. They never knew. I mean, I told some of them because I was close with some of the yeah, you know, older kids, yeah. But some of the ones you liked. Yeah, some of the ones I liked. But I didn't tell any of the kids who'd yeah. be like, "I'm calling my mom. You lose keys. You know? You're irresponsible." <laughs> Do you remember your like first summer camp? Like, when did you start going as a kid? Gosh, I would have been... Because those are the more sentimental ones for me yeah, as, yeah. as a camper. Right. And then when you go back as an adult, you're like, this room used to feel so huge yeah, or whatever. Exactly. If you're in like yeah. the sanctuary or whatever. Or like the I used hill. to be able to sleep on this I used to run bunk. down this hill and yeah. slide or whatever. And like, yeah, that's not even a big hill. What in the <laughs> world? Yeah. <laughs> I started going uh, probably like 12. Okay. Yeah, like as a teenager. And there'd be always be some like, this was the Christian camp, so it'd be like whatever worship band. Right. they right, draw right, you right. in with that. Like, we're going to have so-and-so. And you're like, oh, right. let's go, you know. Um, but... Yeah, it was always fun. And these were like a week at a time. Yeah. Never, whenever I see these movies about like, like you see Meatballs or one of those movies yeah. where they go all summer, you're like, who can afford to go to camp yeah. all summer? Who are these all kids? I, I know that that means that's two working parents. That's right. It has to be. They're like, uh, we can't. We don't got any options Can you imagine weekend, yeah. And then there's a big competition at the end of the summer yeah. where they have to <laughs> rally and beat the other, the yeah. evil other cabins yeah. or whatever. Like, what? Who are they? Who are these campers? How did you yeah, spend but a whole we go summer for a together? We go for a week. And yeah. You know, it's, it's games, it's kickball. It's what were your favorite parts? Were you like the like uh, super social kid? Were you the kid that like the crafts or the hikes or the games or the sports? I or? was not social, but I had so like... So were you nervous going to camp? Yes. Okay, so you were and like... And I was kind of a fringe kid even in the youth group days where I was like, I would go one out of every like four services. But then I would go to camp because okay. it felt like, well, this is a cool thing. And So would you get like dropped off at the church parking lot to go to camp? <laughs> or like? Well, my brothers would probably go, so like... I had an older brother, and he would probably we oh, would that all helped. go. So yeah, but I have a twin brother too. So we would go. We were the right. same. So um, yeah, oh, twins at a camp. Yeah, that's yeah, a whole. Yeah. St- are you guys identical twins? No, fraternal. Okay. Or as he told a girl uh, he was dating in eighth grade, nocturnal. No. <laughs> so, yeah. We stay awake at night, twins. <laughs> that's oh. right. We hunt for <laughs> forage for grubs. Uh, no, anyway. So yeah, so I had my brothers and. But I think I, I had a few close friends, but it was definitely a, a moment where it's like, I need to make sure I have the right clothes and I need to make sure yeah. that. I, and then there's the swimming is always an issue. I was always a little bit of a chubby sure. kid. And it's yeah. just like that whole thing. Mixed bathing was a thing in, in church culture. Like, is there going to be mixed You know what mixed, mixed bathing? bathing? Mixed bathing meaning boys and girls swimming together. That was like a big thing. Like you never, you did not, you had separate boys and girls swim time and they called it me. I was like, you That's made the most conservative it is. thing you I've ever heard. You made boys and girls swimming together sound awful. Yeah. Mixed bathing. It's called a swimming pool. It's so, uh, it sounds so lascivious. Mixed it's just bathing. Ki- it's just kids in a pool. Yeah. The way you said it, I was like, do you guys, what? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's mixed bathing, bro. <laughs> So yeah, so we had like four o'clock. The girls swim. You yeah, five thirty. The boys swim. I remember because um, I went, my first camps we weren't weren't Christian camps, but I remember being very nervous about the shower scenario. Oh sure, because you're like I'm gonna be naked in front of other boys. That's yeah. like or other kids in general. Yeah, like, it's like that's, gin pop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you like and you don't 
a lot of them are strangers. Yeah. And you just hear all these stories. There's always a lot of stories around what the shower situation mm -hmm. is. And I remember there's a lot of like timed, you get 30 seconds, you get in and out. You're like, counselor is right there. Like, <laughs> get in, get out, get in, get out. But they're certainly mandatory for the boys because you're yeah. sweating, especially summer camp. You're yeah. sweating so. The shower doesn't take. Yeah. You, all... you get out of the shower, you drop, you're sweating again yeah. somehow. Yeah. And or like, or it's cold showers yeah. and it's just, and the water <laughs> pressure is like, it's really just like, it depended on which shower you got in and they're like, oh, I remember being told like, yeah, there's just like bays. There's no like, there's no curtain. <laughs> I, that, I remember a lot of anxiety about the shower. Sure. Yeah. You're just there. Like, that's not the thing. I was taught shame for my body. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who these people are. They're yeah. like, yeah, come on in. We got a whole squad back here. Like, what are you doing? Hey, everybody, you guys ready to play kickball first? Everyone get naked together real quick. Oh. Everybody here loves their body. How about you, Johnny? Yeah. No, I do not. Everybody in A5 is real close. There's you do maybe that's why cabins are so close. Like yeah. that's their first real bonding experience is like, hey, we've all showered together. We actually all have mixed bathed together. Man, that's the thing. Yeah. All these boys are like bathing naked together. Yeah. yeah. Like God forbid we see a girl in a swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting on how I, you know, I think back on my summer camps and I have suppressed memories like mm. about the anxiety of it all. Maybe it's because you got there and you realized it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Like there were other kids that had like my I, I was always nervous to take my shirt off because uh, I had acne, back knee. Like yeah. on that. And I was like, ah, yeah. but then I got there. I was like, ah, one in 10 of them got zits on their shoulders. We're good. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's, I don't know, man. I, when you I, like think specifically about summer camp as a kid, is there a certain camp or a certain like, uh, these were like my uh, primary, this was my summer camp years. Like, so when I was in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, I yeah. went to the same camp three years in a row. Mm -hmm. And it was like through like the city or something. And we would meet at the Kent district or whatever and they would take us out and we would go to this one. what like a ymca camp it was or camp waskowitz camp? it was probably through the city yeah. i think right. yeah it was called camp oh. waskowitz and which is like a very campy camp, name camp right a waskowitz camp waskowitz camp waskowitz camp yeah waskowitz <laughs> was the name which is kind of like a very they it's not they always end up like a vowel like awanita or yeah well they all waskowitz have, is like a law firm <laughs> <laughs> have you been injured <laughs> i think it's uh i think it's a native american Call I think neil waskowitz, waskowitz yeah you're right it does have a bit of a more of a uh a firm vibe to yeah, it doesn't it it's but okay but it was, it, that's what I think of of my, this was where I went fourth, fifth, sixth grade. That was my camp. Yeah. Or were you guys going to like different camps every summer? No, it was the same one. Pretty much we had, uh, I grew up Assemblies of God. And so we would do like, it was in Hendersonville, Tennessee, Goodlitzville, Tennessee. And um, so we lived, I lived in Knoxville. So it was a, it was a hall for our okay. church. We'd load up a van we'd go and there'd probably be 30 of us or whatever. And so, yeah, so my teenage years, I went a few times. The, really, I remember more as like a going as a counselor, coming back and and coming back to that same area and feeling really strange. Like, yeah, these beds are so small. I can't believe yeah. you know whatever. Oh, so you Feels went so back weird. to that same camp as yeah, a counselor. As a leader. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and then I was a speaker and a comedian at those camps. Oh, that's too. fun. Yeah, were you like in awe of your counselors when you were a kid? I remember there was a guy. There, this was separate from the AG camp. I, this this was like I think I was eleven, and I went to one of these camps. We were going to a church. We were kind of church hopping. And uh, some church says, wait, we got this summer camp coming up. And my mom signed me up for it. And I bar we barely had been going there. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. So we go. My brother and I go. And our counselor there, I still remember his name was David something. David. But anyway, he was probably, I, I think you think he was old. He probably was 22, 23 years old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it was like, he's the old sage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I remember yeah. he did. He was super cool to us. And like, uh, yeah, he was like very attentive and like, really nice and we had dumb questions for him and he made all the kids feel that's the thing too when you're in youth ministry you, you remember this it's like kids just need to feel like they're important right you know that's really the key to anything not yeah. even just ministry it's the yeah. key to life like if somebody feels like they have value to you 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 win it's absolutely all yeah and um so yeah for whatever reason i do remember that specifically like man that was a good experience because of that guy yeah that was really the job of a camp counselor is like hey we're gonna be like 10 to 12 students and yeah. you just need to care only about them you don't have to care about any other person here any other cabin here yeah. just make these kids feel like a family and a group all together yeah. and and that's why you did things and they and, and you know like 
all the counselors dress the same because they all have their little shirts or whatever. And they right, right. So they're all equals. Like they, you don't. I mean, there's always like a pecking order. There's always like the cool one or the hot one or the, you know. But like, <laughs> but you don't know what their lives are like outside of camp. So as far as you know, like this is like the coolest guy. And that's kind of what makes camp interesting too. If you're a shy kid like I was, is it's almost like the new the first day of school where you can almost reinvent yourself a little bit. Right. You know? Yeah. It's a weird thing that people do. Yeah. You're like, I'm gonna take this camp over. I remember. They're not gonna know. They're not gonna know that I've got three inhalers in my back pocket. <laughs> I remember having a couple, like, kids in high school who like were like kind of fringe kids yeah. in in school. Yeah. And then you would realize that they were like gods at summer camp. <laughs> you yeah. know, like like they were the coolest counselor. Figured it was it almost out. like the theater kid. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. hey, you have this world, uh -huh. this, this little subculture where you you rule the day. Yeah. But in high school, you're just another person. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the appeal to it all. Well, and it, again, I know you're making a little bit of divergence between like your camps, which were like uh, probably a lot of nature and games, and and we had all that. Well, especially too. in the Seattle area, right? A lot we had of a hikes. lot. Of, we had a lot of that too. But it was also like the services at night were a huge focus. Sure. Yeah. So that was part of what my memories are kind of, lot of laughing at some of that. A lot of like a lot of burning your sins in the fire. Right. That whole thing of nailing like, it you to go, the cross. Of, yeah. And then we would have uh, on Thursdays, which was the last full service. I remember they would do like testimonies. They would have kids come up and which is like giving a kid a hot mic is like a loaded gun. It's yes. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> How do we do? Why do we do? And this? I'll never forget this one girl. I, this is when I was a leader. I grew I I was the kid that started going to church like around high school. So okay. I gave my testimony every time. Yeah, yeah. I was the testimony kid. Right. Well, that so this girl gets up one time and everybody's going up, you know. Well, first of all, I used to always call it top of that testimony cuz like <laughs> it's almost like you set the gauge for yeah. how weird it's going to get yeah. by the first kid. If the first kid goes, "Look, you know, yeah. I was, uh, you know, I've lied to my parents and when I get home, I'm going to tell them the yeah. truth and blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. But if the first kid gets up and says, look, I've been on drugs. God delivered me from drugs. Wow. The next kid's going to be like, I sold drugs. <laughs> I sold him <laughs> yeah, drugs. Yeah, that's right. So you just got to keep going How was up. that kid's dealer? He ratchets up. Top that testimony. My, so, mom, my uh, mom died. The next kid's, I killed that kid's mom. <laughs> I did drugs off his mom's carcass. <laughs> <laughs> next kid's sitting in the fringe like, I've been like, uh, porn twice. So what? that's what's happening. It's it's ratcheting. It's going up and it's up and up. Ratcheting. And then this girl gets up. Like she's a roller she's, coaster. She's 16 and she, and my butt, she was in my buddy's youth group. So I was there with, a, there was another youth pastor from a, a, a t another town and we were friends. And so. He's watching her going, what is she going to say? Like, it's, you know, when you're a youth pastor, you're just like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I'm responsible for this child. She gets up and she's like, I just want to, I just want to give glory to God because he revealed to me in last night's service who I'm going to marry. Oh my. And it's her current boyfriend who now is trying to climb under the seat. <laughs> she's now given the edict from on high. But if he rejects her, he's rejecting the word of God. Oh, man. And I was like, man, that's really rough. <laughs> she played the God card. I've never seen it played quite that way. Yeah, that is in front of that bigger group. Did and I was like, up... dude, don't please don't marry that girl. No, no, Because no, he'll no. never end. It'll be like, oh, where do you want to eat tonight? I don't know. I don't know. Where do you want to go? Ruby Tuesdays? Uh, God told me Chili's. It's Chili's like, it'll it is. Never, yeah. It'll never end. And we have to get there quick. Let's go. The uh, camp romance is a big part of camp. Of course. I remember... Um, I remember having a huge crush on a girl named Katie Street. Katie, if you're listening to this, she might listen to this. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I remember I as you it was, blew it, Katie. Yeah, but we went. She went to like. I remember. I remember this so vividly because yeah. I was like, "Oh, Katie," you know, I was just huge crush on her. And I think I told her this once because we ended up going to high school later together. Yeah. But she, I went home after camp and like I like looked her up in the. But it was like a risky move because her dad was the camp director. Oh, boy. So you didn't really want to make a move or you're going to get sent home. That was my big nerves, <laughs> you know. And I went home and like I remember like I like looked up uh, her dad's number in the phone book dating mm. myself here. And I was like, this is it. Because she lived we lived in the same city, but yeah. she went to a different school. So and I called three times and I hung up every time that he, the camp counselor answered the phone. The camp director <laughs> answered the phone. Wow. I remember one time as a, uh, speaking of camp romance, uh, the, I remember one time as a youth leader, Yeah. we were on a trip and we was like a long, it was like, it was actually, so we were taking a bus to Lake Tahoe from Seattle, mm -hmm. like a 17 hour 
it's a very long bus. Yeah. Lots of stops on the Brutal. way, of course. You yeah. know, like to make it fun and interesting. And there was a girl who on the bus ride, yeah. uh, you know, started off sitting next to her boyfriend and broke up with him. And by oh, the time we had gotten there, had a new boyfriend. No. <laughs> she started a new life. Yeah. <laughs> and four rows back. Oh my and gosh. That's and incredible. Then that kid got like sick on the tree on the like he got like dehydrated one day. Yeah. And she was a mess. You would think that that was her yeah. husband of 10 years. That's Is cr- he going to be okay? Can I go to the hospital with him? No. Uh, oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> well, yeah, the thing in church camp is, uh, like, well, I, I actually have a bit about it. I do a song called The Unhappy Camper, and it's about this whole experience of, like, someone going to a service and then saying, like, I'm breaking up with you because I'm just going to date the Lord for a <laughs> while or whatever. And... But really, they just wanted to dump you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, the whole song, like, the to get to the chorus of the song, she's dumped me. And then uh, the chorus says, like, she broke, she says she broke up with me for Jesus. Uh, the next, But the next time that I saw my girl, it made me sad. Because if she's dating Jesus, why is she making out with Brad? So that's the hook <laughs> of the song. It's like, it's all a ruse. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to date the Lord until Brad comes along. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember the girls mostly being interested in the counselors yeah that's what i remember right uh, because you know like especially fourth fifth sixth grade like boys are still boys at that point but girls are becoming women like yeah. and so their eyes were a little more towards like the streamer high schoolers because yeah. when you're that young your your counselors are high schoolers mm-hmm. they're not right. grown men and they're like oh chad or brad right. or whoever <laughs> hopefully not brad hopefully it's not a counselor <laughs> making out with a kid that's a bad thing <laughs> did you do you remember a, a camp crush or a camp romance or well, there was one like- every year but it's yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally unrequited <laughs> <laughs> Unrequited. I didn't even got didn't even get their number and call their house, Dustin. Yeah, no. Yeah. You know what's funny is I was thinking of the uh, you know, like how the emotional camp manipulation that mm-hmm. they have in church camp. Just FYI, they do that in non-church camp without Jesus. Yeah. That's why when I started going to church camp, I was very skeptical because I was like, they do this just without Jesus. What do they do? I don't understand. We sing songs yeah. and stuff. Like yeah. we sing like It's all about team building and feeling yeah. togetherness. And... Yeah, and we're gonna miss each other. You uh-huh. know, there are a lot of uh, a lot of friendship based songs, uh-huh. you know. I remember um uh I remember singing uh at campfire blowing in the wind, you know, wow. like yeah, like all just kinda weepy about it. Yeah, it was like some real I was like, I don't even <laughs> there's some Bob Dylan stuff going on. There was like I don't know any of these songs, but I'm sad and there's a campfire. <laughs> You know, yeah, which is a little bit of a knock on church camp, and that you're like, listen, you get woods, campfire, acoustic guitar, yeah, you don't need the Holy Spirit for the tears, yeah, it's <laughs> a magical moment. There were there, it really, it really is something special. Do you have like, um, when you think about summer camp, like this was the ultimate like highlight moment for me in all my as a camper? I don't know. To me, I guess it would have been going back, like because yeah. I felt so insecure as a kid. Mm. And so, yeah, when you kind of go back and you see, like, now you see the seventh grader out there that was you. Yeah. And now you're going to take cool. the state. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But again, it's not like it's, like, ultimately fulfilling. It's still, like, it's terrifying. Yeah. Because you still feel like a seventh grader, too. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whenever you do, you, th- you feel like yeah. a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm holding my tray asking the kids to sit at their table. And they're going to be like, no. You know? <laughs> <laughs> So like if they laugh, I'm like yeah. oh they let me sit at their table for a minute. Yeah, I, get to be with the cool kid. I hey, still Mr. feel Johnny. that same. I yeah. still feel that same level of insecurity. Sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, if you can get kids to stand up for you or laugh for you, like it's pretty cool. So going back to that same camp and realizing like oh I kind of came full circle here. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like there isn't that the, one of the things about camp, like this little weird subculture and sub community that it can create, is that kids get a different like you said they can reinvent themselves and they get an opportunity to maybe stand out in a way that yeah. they don't normally whether you know because it's a new group of people and there's new impressions and and it's just a generally more loving uh celebratory environment mm-hmm. than um school yeah it is it's just different and, and you're around each other all day yeah so it's really different from school in that way it's like there's yeah. no escaping you're sleeping yeah. in a room with other Guys I remember we would do age. like Camp Olympics and they were specifically designed to be like like there was like sports ones, but there was also like 
a game of uh, like uh, memory and there was like a game. So there were like things that were oh, like right. ones that were like meant to or there was a big game assignment meant to help says, the nerdy kids out meant to help kids that weren't necessarily, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember very vividly like this is like the my, maybe the best moment of my childhood yeah. happened at camp and then I won a belly flop contest. Okay. And it was like a huge thing every year they had it and I was not particularly <laughs> great at belly flops. But I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And any kid that wanted to do it could do it. And everyone's going up there doing their belly yeah. flops and stuff. I remember this. This is sixth grade. And I go up and I turn around. Mm-hmm. Like I so now my back is to the one. I'm at the end of the diving board. Right. And I do like a three-fourths backflip. So I go up. I jump very high. Because at this point I had a trampoline at home. And I was like, all right. Yeah. I can do this. And I do... And I do three fourths of a back of a backflip and land on my stomach. So I essentially did a backflip belly flop. Mm. And I don't know what it looks like or sounds like. And I'm underwater, and I come up out People of the are losing water their minds. to the loudest eruption. Right. <sighs> Your comedy has never gotten that response. Never will. Never will. <laughs> Nothing in like counselors are high fiving me. Some kids jumped in the pool like at the end wow. of like a masters into the water and nice. stuff. The big and then they gave it was, it was the loudest eruption I've ever heard. Which in hindsight, if I went back to camp, it was like thirty kids around right, a pool. But probably. like cool. Yeah. <laughs> they gave me a trophy the next day. Wow. It was like a whole thing. And uh, my life is is I've had I have three kids. <laughs> <laughs> They're all those are the second, third, and fourth best experiences of my life is the birth of the host. But I didn't have anything like that, and well, especially something like like that grand. Yeah, you know, I wasn't like winning awards. Or, yeah, I always kind of just blended in, and so yeah, if something like that would have been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. Yeah, so, yeah. Do you feel like when you go back as a speaker, like you're just kind of like, a, what are you as like an outsider or an entertainer? Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, it's almost like I'm uh, I'm trying to help. Like I was telling you this today when I did this youth, that youth thing, uh, filling in for you. I, part of the through line of my show when I'm doing is for students is like, don't let this stuff like wreck you. Mm. This insecurity you feel. Right. Because I'm a grown up and we're all dealing with it. Like, don't think that there's, I, I hate that because I used to think there was like cool kids that yeah. just like skated through. Yeah. If I can only be like so and so, like he doesn't have. But then you get to be a grown up and you see that, you know that guy now. Yeah. And he's working three jobs just to, you know, you're like, oh, he's dealing just like we're all dealing. Yeah. It's very, uh, it's very reassuring. Yeah. It's very freeing as an adult to realize, okay, we're all just dealing. We're all just dealing. And so I try to tell kids that. And so I think that's, I try to work that in, but I mean, in a funny way. Yeah. um, But yeah, I mean, I still feel it. When you walk out, you just go. I hope a seventh grader doesn't ruin my show today. (laughs) (laughs) They have a lot more power than an adult would like tonight's show is like mostly adults and they're going to be very polite. Yeah. But a lot of times a a middle schooler has not learned that he's like, this is my world. And there's this guy walking into my world. I'll control this. That's what I, that's a bit. I always think, I hope I don't ruin this camp for them. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to be the flat spot. Everything was good till that one guy. Remember that comedian? He made us cry. In sixth grade, this was like, it was the same camp that I won the belly flop. Actually, there was like a special guest. Yeah. And I knew who the special guest was going to be because I was really close to my sixth grade teacher. Mm-hmm. And I remember it very vividly. We were in, it was in my sixth grade class and she got the email and she was like, hey, Dustin, I'm going to tell you something because it's a real teacher's pet. And she was like, the presidents of the United States of America, the band, are going to be at camp. This oh, summer. wow. Okay. This is like 98. Yeah, like, so they were still a big deal. They were the big deal, yeah. especially in Seattle. They're a Seattle band. Millions of peaches. Yeah, yeah, peaches for me. And uh, <laughs> and they're like, but Dustin, you can't tell anyone, <sighs> which means I told one person, which means I told the whole camp. Right, because everybody, <laughs> it flooded around. And I got in trouble for that later because everybody, like, there was no surprise. Pusa played your camp. Pusa played my camp. Crazy. I played kickball with them. They were like before. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It was like uh, that's super cool. Oh god, and they're like the coolest guys. Do you know yeah. what? They, yeah, they uh, they uh, make kids music now. Caspar no, baby pants. That. It's very good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's very good. That's uh, funny. But yeah, in hindsight, you're just like, oh man, those guys were doing a camp, and I was like, that, right. camp, that camp had more budget than I realized, or they're just the coolest they, people in the world. Yeah, or they were just like, yeah, that's the thing too. Sometimes you, I realize that too. I remember uh, I did a show. Uh, or Tim Hawkins did a show, uh, a youth conference. Yeah. And this would have been 2004, 2005. And so I wasn't even thinking about comedy at that point. We come and Tim's like a force of nature. It was a yeah. thousand teenagers. I thought and it was after our service too. So it was like, 
late night, kids are in the altar, and then it's like, go get some pizza, come back, we're going to have Tim Hawkins. I was like, this poor man. Yeah. <laughs> he comes out as like a fury. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And he totally wins him over, doesn't power, kills. And so I found out later like what he made to do that. And it's about what I make now. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird to th- it's, you yeah. know what I'm saying it's weird to think like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But that was like he was arcing up, believe yeah, me. Yeah, he yeah, knows, yeah. He wouldn't even do an event like that. Every now, gig has a uh point where an artist will come and do it. Yeah. I, I, a while back I had a friend post a video of of you two doing a corporate gig for like fifty execs at Microsoft. It's probably a million dollars. Yeah, and they, but they weren't, and they were like, people were like, kind of into it. There was yeah. a thing on Radio ninety one X in San Diego. I heard them say that last night Weezer and the Foo Fighters did a corporate event for Cisco. You know, like <laughs> like uh, it, everybody has a price. Like, yeah. We all have a price of which we'll go do a bad gig. Yeah. Ours just isn't that high yet. So. <laughs> So, parents, please, uh, you know, let your kids listen to this. This will be therapeutic for them, whether you're sending them to Christian or non-Christian camp. And uh, know that they're going to come back making a lot of promises. Yes. And uh, all that will be gone by the time school starts. <laughs> all right. Thanks for doing this, Johnny. You bet. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have not done so already, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on all the social medias and share with all of your friends. Also, if you want to shoot us a note, uh, you can email us at don'tmakemecomebacktheir at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you have not done so already, please go back and listen to all the episodes we've done before. Thanks so much, everybody.